one. We're already recording. It don't matter about the countdown. Well, welcome to the Off Space. Yes, sir. Yes. Welcome to the Off Space podcast. Damn. I'm your host with the ma fucking most Truka offer. And I'm your favorite co-host, Ice JJ. No, I'm just kidding. It's your boy, Ezigo, a.k.a. Easy Money. This nigga look like Ice JJ Fish. But anyways. Hey, man. Got the same vocal range, too. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And before we even get 30 seconds into the podcast, we're just going to go ahead and let everybody on the planet know, whoever may be listening to this, this is all dedicated to Kobe Bean Bryant. This is all dedicated to the Black Mamba. This is dedicated mm-hmm. to number eight, number 24, whoever the fuck you want to call him. A great father, a great leader, a great champion, mm-hmm. and on top of everything, a great human being. And that being said, we're going to first do our heat checks. Yes, we're sir. We're going to get into how our week has been regular as business. And, and then, then we're going to talk about it. a couple things, but... The majority of this podcast is going to be about our feelings, what happened, and everything around Kobe and like where it can branch off to, especially. And I know, so again, disclaimers really, I'm not gonna lie, I was about to say something, but I don't care if y'all were fans of the sport, fans of this man. To be honest, I don't think there's a person that, even if you weren't a fan of the sport, wasn't a fan of this man. So I just want you to know this again is a Kobe Bryant podcast for the day. And I would hope that everybody stays tuned because this is, if nothing else, this is just a moment to pay the proper respects to an individual who changed the lives of so many and set set forth a generation on a course of excellence. So, And before we get into ahead. heat checks, I will say, and just as a little thing, if you've known me my whole life, if you've known Ezigo his whole life, like, we don't, a lot of people think that we are the same human being because we're brothers or sound similar, et cetera, et cetera. We have nothing but differences like genuinely nothing but differences there's a lot of things we do fall in line with though but one of those things was the fact that this motherfucker that we're about to talk about probably in the next 10 or 15 minutes after we get through everything else was our biggest hero was the biggest hero that we both shared on this planet mine for 20 years 20 plus years to be completely honest and yours for approximately the same thing i know like this man turned from the villain for me personally in a, in a respectful way but we'll get into, into, into just an inspiration and a hero but again we'll what? we'll definitely get more into that but for now what's your heat check my guy r.i.p the legend my heat check is letters to nipsey letters to nipsey hustle by oh it's just a letter to nipsey sorry just clarification there by meek mill featuring roddy rich Meek dropped that last night after his performance during the Nipsey tribute, which was wonderful once again at the Grammys last night. And we're going to go ahead and say Grammy Award winning Roddy Rich. Yes, sir. <laughs> and Grammy Award winning Nipsey Hustle. Pay proper respect to both of them. What's your heat check for the week? My heat check, again, because you already know what podcast this is dedicated to, uh, goes out to the late, great Kobe Bryant. And it is Kobe Bryant by Lil Wayne. Song that dropped years ago, but I know a lot of people might not have been, uh, I guess, just privy enough to actually hear it. So at this point, go ahead and listen to it. This is again, this is a moment of Wayne too when he's just coming ridiculously hard. So there's no way you're going to listen to it and not like it. You see so again, go ahead and listen to this. You see a competitor like mm-hmm. Kobe? You saw what he brought you, out of a week. You, you see what this was? Wayne was Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Of rap, for sure. Drake is LeBron. And they all, no matter how great one might be, and a 
not I'm not I don't want to say eclipse quote unquote because you can't really eclipse some shit like that. It's just like the passing of the torch. And no matter how great one might be moving forward, you always know who they looked up to and where it came from. And so that's almost like the perfect analogy I feel. So it's gonna be good to see and go ahead and listen to it. Yes, sir. And then just tell everybody a little bit about your last week. Oh, so I mean my last week, man. Dude, bro, I, I can't say this enough, and it's going to get corny, but my last week's been a fucking movie again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a my life is a movie-ass nigga. Nah, I mean, I've just been so passionate about life and so happy, but going to classes, I love my fucking classes, even though it's been hard to keep up with, considering, like, again, I'm taking, like, a full course load with working and still doing, trying to balance in a social life as well as uh the pursuits that we like want to do outside of it like this podcast you know this is never going to stop like just because i'm more like busy and stuff because at the end of the day i'm one of those people that adamantly believes if you want something there's enough time in the day to make it happen and i told myself i want to do i want to succeed in life i want to do well in my academics i want to do well for myself physically yes sir and i want to do well for myself socially yes sir and i want to do well for myself with all the extra goals i have so why not fucking do it you know because that's the motto is really just do it And you know what? That actually, I'm going to touch on a point that you made there until, no, just so I can hop right into my week. Me and one of my homies, Stefan, he is actually, we have a little combined joint venture that should be coming out soon as well that you guys can tune into if you want a whole different perspective on certain things going on. And I think it's going to be really fun, really entertaining. We, we butt heads way too much. So it's, it's, it's definitely funny to listen to us argue about certain shit. But I'm going to steal a quote from Stefan, which I think definitely is applicable to most people today. And it's the fact that he said one of the number one things he's tired of hearing and pisses him off is when people out there he, he used different terminology but not all of you are black so i won't go ahead and group everybody in there but he said when people out there say that they are too busy this man works three jobs goes to school helps manage artists helps do road management producer management artist management etc social media management and still finds time he says to every day watch all the youtube videos he wants to watch or like sit and watch the netflix shows people talk about it's like if you want to do something there's always time in the day i promise you there's always time in the day to get a little of it done whether it be you want to learn a language you put forth 15 20 minutes a day it may take a while but 15 20 minutes a day on a duolingo you know what i'm saying if you have fitness goals which i'm going to address my instagram for a second just because i have personal fitness goals one of the number one saddest things to me was being 26 years old and continuing to say yo dude i remember when i was windmilling yo dude i remember when i was this i remember when i was this fast bro we always talk in terms of sports just using it as a sports overhead or cloud for this podcast because of the late kobe bryant we always talk about how these people will come into the league and we're like oh give them a few years give them a few years by the time they're in their primes they're at the age i currently am so most of the coolest like miami lebron plays and like all of the stuff that we remember forever that is literally at the age i am now so what excuse do i have to let myself be out of shape you know what i'm saying to let myself do Mm -hmm. all of these things because 
That is my personal goal to be able to continue to do those things. So if people, and I know that people like Ezigo and like other people in my life, they know my pure intentions when it comes to motivation and inspiration. And I get a lot of messages every day from different people telling me that I do motivate them and inspire them to keep pushing and keep being the best that they can be. But there are some people that think, oh, Chuka's like, he's lost a lot of weight. He's switched up now or he's athletic now. He's switched up now. No, it's like, I saw something I wanted and I decided to go get it. And so you may not want that and nothing I ever post or say is talking down on you, I promise you, because we all have different personal journeys. Mm-hmm. Like this man, Stefan, is not the skinniest person, you know what I'm saying? But he's accomplished, he's accomplishing everything he is he at the forefront do. of what he wants. What I want is my mind, body, and spirit to be at peak optimal levels so that when I go into the world to do the things that I want to do personally, nothing can stop me because I can't accomplish that. And that's it. And so we're going to use that as a moment to keep pushing and just say, I did record a test run with Stefan this past week. Shouts out to him. Shouts out to the homie CJ and everybody else that was around as well. CJ is going to be our moderator for the test episode. Don't think that one's coming out, but he, he's going to be around. So obviously I want to give a shout out to yeah. him. And every single day I've been doing the same thing. And it may sound tedious. It might sound a little boring, but I wake up relatively early. I fix my bed. I might like look over what I have to do for the day in my mm-hmm. planner. I go straight to the gym. And I don't want to cut you off for a second, but to anybody, if you feel like these moments definitely do help and inspire you and things like that. And if there's one thing to take out of it, get yourself a planner and really start writing shit down because it helps you be more productive because you start to see see things you're trying to do and actively able, are able to check them off instead of having that clutter in your head because we're all human. There's only so much, so much mental space that we can occupy. Especially in this information era, like sometimes we like to think that we're gods, you we're know, not. and that we can keep everything. But at the end of the day, like one thing I've noticed, because I've been studying a lot of people that I look up to in success, what success looks like to me, like a Kobe Bryant, like a David Goggins, right? Just people of that nature. And every one of them has one thing in common when it comes to just like daily activities. They have a lot in common when it comes to their discipline. Mm -hmm. But one thing in common is they have a planner. Mm -hmm. They have journals. You know, they have tangible items that they use every single day to track themselves, track their success, etc. So those are things that I would say for people to try if they have not tried. But anyways, I like to wake up, check my planner, see what I have on the table for today, go straight to the gym, and then just handle everything else, whether it be errands I need to run, whether it be work I need to do, or whether it be um, school, etc. And that's all I've been on. I've done nothing really cool. Like, we've gone out sometimes yeah. or whatever. Shouts out to Noni's the new spot, man. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah. Bro, Edgewood is getting so mid, but Noni's is fire. Noni's has not missed yet. It has not. Like, we even had some mid music at Noni's, and it was still a blast. Oh, you know it's, been, it's been some of the, it's been such the, of the most, like, B-tier, like, Five out of ten like music nights, but every night's been fire still. And I have, well, never mind. But, <laughs> but it's definitely been an interesting, fun time. But yeah. moving into, I, I do want to say one thing too, yeah, though, because I know, especially being on this journey, uh, I've been teaching myself Spanish and learning it, especially practicing it at work and a location that is like clientele seventy percent Hispanic. It feels like, and uh, not saying Hispanic like Hispanic people don't speak English, but a lot of uh, people that come in are just like only spanish speakers so you have to really if you want to use it and want to learn this is the perfect playing ground for it so it's nice because i remember the last time i was at noni's uh i went over to like the little quesadilla spot and the dude cooking it was a um was a spanish guy 
and I start talking to him, and I tell he wasn't really with like the English like that. So, but like it was like basic. But I started talking to him in Spanish, and he started getting surprised. He's like, "Oh, your Spanish is good, man. Keep it up." <laughs> and like it was, it was nice just seeing that like play out in person, and really just like being able to apply it to everyday life. So it's just moments like that that help keep you pushing too, because you know, don't just like read this shit or like watch this shit and then get inspired. Like again, it's about work and application. And this is going to be a lot of motivation and a lot of inspiration in this fucking podcast. So if that offends you for some godforsaken reason, one, I hope that one day you find whatever darkness is in your heart hey, and get rid of that. From your heart. But two, just just going into what you said with inspiration before we move into some music and Grammys and all of that stuff before we get into the Kobe shit. It's like inspiration and motivation is fleeting. Like, that is fleeting. So I don't want you to ever, ever tie yourself into that. What you need is during your dark times, during your struggles, during your the, your hardships, during your good times even too. Because we forget during the good times, which is why we get caught so blindsided sometimes in the dark times. It's always make sure to self-reflect and always make sure to see what you learn from different situations and how it can push you forward. Because... Everything in life is a blessing. Just breathing every day is a blessing. Just being here is a fucking blessing. Mm -hmm. I promise you I can name nine people right now that wish they were still breathing. Every you know time. what I'm saying? Like that happens. People die every day. And so because of that fact, you should be... It sounds fucked to say right now, especially when you're going through hardships, but you should be proud and happy to that be you able to, to go through those hardships. Because I promise you, if you allow it, and if you... Through all the bullshit we've been through, dog... Like what? Through all the bullshit, been on both sides what? of the burner. Genuinely, it's both sides of the murder. What? Genuinely, like it's like if you keep pushing, there will always, always be light on the other side. So use that inspiration, motivation, or whatever bullshit you need as kindling for the fire that you already have inside of you. Because that's us as human beings. Like we're great. Like we are great. Like people undermine how great human beings are. Bro, and how being beautiful able to, life is. Like obviously life has its up and downs. And if everything was sweet, you would never appreciate it at all. Yeah. I never want to be happy 100% of the time. That's crazy. Because then I'm not going to actually be happy. I'm just going to be like average because this is always life is. Like, I don't know, man. Being able to play this game even in the shittiest moments is one of the things i wake up damn near like in tears about i've broken the the how'd i say out of like the last six times i've cried and they're like few and far between but like the last six times i cried or some shit i feel like two of them were people passing and then the others were just like i'm just happy about life man like, bro you know it's really just like tears bro, of joy i've i've honestly like shed tears like thinking about some of the shit we've been through you know what i'm saying just like the fact that you could have beautiful moments like that and see who you've become. Like, even when it comes to, like, I'm proud of all of my siblings and I'm proud of the people I'm around and the people I surround myself with because I've seen the growth. You know what I'm saying? I've seen where they used to be. And the fact that through suffering where they are now and it's crazy because a lot of like Ezigo and my mom and sisters it's so funny to me because i don't feel that much different even though i know i've grown a lot but like the way they talk about me now versus i guess how i Man was used to I be a shithead <laughs> for lack of better words but i love it i love it because you know seeing a, a shithead turn into like a a stand-up human being you know and like, i think it's just humble like we're like i'm gonna say god a lot in this podcast and i know not everyone believes in god so sometimes you can switch that to your spirituality or whatever yeah, you but believe spirituality in, one thing is like and it's, don't on break too much but i feel like even if you don't believe in god or like i'm saying or like allah like whatever your like religion may be it's just like having some form of spirituality and being connected like makes life 
10 times better and like that's something i i at least suggest for everybody to find like if that's what it is for you you know what i'm saying like whatever it is for you make sure you hold on and you learn from that shit because what it connects you what connects you to everything exactly because whatever you believe in whether it be the universe whether it be a god whether it be whatever the fuck i promise you that whatever that is has a plan for what's going on Mm -hmm. and so that's going to get us into our next topic is the grammys so to start us off i'm gonna forget the name of this person and we should have done our due diligence but we've been a little more focused on kobe motherfucking bryant how can you forget billy eilish man but (laughs) stop it but (laughs) the um grammys there was a lawsuit from i believe the ex-commissioner of the grammys saying something about the racial discrimination in the grammys and that there are people back there when it comes to the voting etc which is stuff black people have been saying all the time that white people continue to say does not actually happen and has been confirmed to happen we knew this and so it's not news to black people this might just be news to white people but it's like seeing categories like like the fact that all black people get thrown into urban quote-unquote categories Mm -hmm. or all the um the people that they choose for album of the year some of the quote-unquote snubs like when drake was getting rap songs and rap album but this man was making like pop music at a time just like all right and it's just like it 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 going into directly and once again they've been trying to counter sue which a lot of people, I like some of the smoke and mirrors you see because it tells you who is does and doesn't pay attention, which is fine because everybody can learn. But it's like every time a lawsuit goes out to a big organization or company, of course they're going to counter fucking sue. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course they're going to have actions against the other human being. They're mad that their dirty laundry got aired. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's like, why is that? How, that's, how's that hard for people to get? Because people see the counter lawsuit and think, what's her credibility or his credibility? It's like, oh, nothing happened. This, it just canceled out. And it's exactly like it's PEMDAS or something. This or person like, was a part of the committee. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. was a major part of the committee. Of course they would know what's going on. But the fact that they're asking for money to shut up and like this kind of stuff, yeah, it looks dirty. But it's like, if you ran a business dirty for x amount of years and then somebody no gets out of it of course they're gonna the person who's trying to break away is going to try to ask for some bread off of that so just moving on from that that ties into some of the grammy moments that i was excited about like grammy award winning artist roddy rich winning his grammy or grammy award winning artist nipsey hustle rest in peace winning a couple grammys and yeah. Nipsey even got other people Grammys. Yeah. Like on higher, he got um fucking John and he got DJ Khaled a Grammy. And fucking going going deeper, the Nipsey Hustle tribute was beautiful. We won't get into that too too much unless you watched it. But what what really concerned me was Tyler the Creator, right? Mm-hmm. With all of this Grammy stuff. Yeah. Or even we'll even talk about Billie Eilish so, first, just so we can get into Tyler, because Tyler's a deep discussion. I I'll say, I'll say my from my perspective, because again, uh, I didn't watch the Grammys, and it's it just like first off, I had so much stuff to do yesterday that even some of it, admittedly, I I fell off from like what I was supposed to, just because I was devastated, and like you could say, oh wow, you didn't even know this new person. I'm gonna get all into that later, like how much deep like that man's influence really was, but that shit was just devastating. So like the Grammys didn't get it from me, but I did see certain things from it that I want to go ahead and highlight. Um, I know obviously Billie Eilish is gonna be like the easy poster child that the Grammys committee, all these people want to see win and shit. But at the same time, I, I like to see that girl win. And so I wanted to talk about this one Billie moment before you get into that, which goes into what you're talking about. <coughs> Billy, regardless, yes, I fully believe Billy's an industry plant. That's okay. 
You know what I'm saying? Like industry plants, people take that and have such a negative connotation with it. And then she's white. So they want to be this, this, that about this. Even no, that baby girl can sing and she earned her fucking Grammys. So I don't want to take that away from her. But that being said, it broke my heart a little bit that this 18 year old girl after winning a couple of them, because I think she won four. I think she like won four or five. Yeah. But like after winning a couple, she was literally mouthing and like, like eyes closed, like looking up in like certain categories, like, please don't be me. Please don't be me. Please don't be me. Because of the backlash on the internet afterwards you obviously can tell it's going to happen when certain people win grammys and categories where you know the culture wanted somebody to yeah win, right so i like, hope no yeah. one vindicates a fucking 18 because at the end girl. of the day like you know whether she's gonna she's gonna be happy like in the long run that she got stuff but the, regardless or not other people and things like that like I, I know this girl doesn't bear any ill will especially so it's just honestly and her music and everything it's i'm happy to see her win so obviously in some cases you want to see like all artists having like a genuine chance i was stoked to see her win. she's so fucking talented that album was crazy like regardless of what people want to say about it it was from the small come up to now i haven't heard bad shit what and to be honest to be to be able to say that in the likes of a genre where we're growing up we saw a justin bieber a taylor swift all these things to be able to say that you're the biggest pop star in the world currently what? at age 18 that's fucking nuts man and uh, eclipsing people that have been there for a minute just didn't even seem like they could be fucking touched i'm not gonna get into adele though because you know adele's just untouchable adele, girl, baby you know girl adele young uh, i'm not i can i don't even know if i can say young but my dms are open legend <laughs> but but we will i will say this other thing on billy too and this is a shame on you to the other people out there and Yes, I understand black issues and black plight. Trust me, that's at the forefront of my being because I'm a black fucking man. Mm -hmm. So I get where people come from where they say, oh, all Billie does is like steal from the culture and like how she dresses and how she walks and how she acts. One, Billie Eilish's first comments about her big clothes is she didn't want to be sexualized. So she wore big clothes not to be sexualized. Two, she's 18. Like a lot of these people are out of touch and I'm happy I have an Ezgo or like my little sister or I still care about so much the next generation. So, so much. So, so much. We're going to get into that with the Kobe shit. But like, I love the youth. Really love the youth. But two, it's like, y'all realize... What we've been fighting for, at least this good fight when it comes to hip-hop culture. Fuck just black issues, but hip-hop culture. It's just youngins, man. Bro, it's so that our culture can be appreciated. And while I completely agree our culture is not appreciated where it should be, and by everybody everybody should be, and it isn't given the respect it deserves, trust me, trust me, I know this. So I will be clear in saying, you guys don't realize what this culture means to everyone 22 23 and under mm-hmm. like that is everything they know like, like her dressing hip-hop isn't like yo culture vulture like some of the stuff we saw from i'm about to name some people that i really love but you just have to call a spade a spade like a j-lo like a pink like people that were older and clearly just like yo we're using hip-hop so we can get big mm-hmm. once again love these artists and i love those albums those vulture albums yeah. were fire don't get me wrong we're gonna be real but these this is a girl that is 18 about like, like you can't just, walk into a single high school in the United States right now and not see nothing but joggers and like hip hop type shoes I was about to say. and pants and hoodies and like shit. Like I remember being a senior in high school and like one of my old friends, Adam, he got like a Tisa hat, right? Like mm-hmm. when Big Sean and those niggas was wearing it. And not many people still in the whole grade were wearing hip hop type clothes. Like he got that and he felt so cool because he loved hip hop and rap so much at that time. Now just imagine that is literally all of them. I remember like that is all of them. Just culture and like your interests and things like that. Like that was starting to become just 
just not even i don't want to say commonplace because i feel like commonplace is undermining the full effect i want to say when it became like the main like form of culture and expression and shit for like a, a young generation and i remember like sophomore year and stuff when people started to make the heavy switch to wearing streetwear and like sophomore junior year and everything started to like go on that i was out by and then it's just, so i'm disconnected and it's just like out. even that was most of my high school though and so even seeing now the direction that would go it's like i'm not surprised when most people are just really like black culture which is like pop culture is black culture but seeing that being what most people partake in and all the way that most people grew up now you can't vindicate certain people for being themselves and being true to it when that's literally how they what they're born in like this shit's not the 90s anymore and you're still trying and like rap still trying to be proven and like in a way to be taken seriously and like people should listen to it and shit like that it's like no it's like this is it Exactly. We're in that moment where this is it. So like this is the, the biggest youth that you see world. right now, even though you're gonna see some goofies, it's like be happy when you see genuine people in that coming up because I feel like she's a genuine person. That's all she loves. So, That's literally other than her pop music she sings, mm-hmm. all she talks about is hip hop. All she hangs around is hip hop. Like I'm not she's gonna not, say her clothes don't have somewhat of an influence from that shit because they they definitely do. Oh, of course. But, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. We know it's influence. Yeah, yeah. It's not somewhat. It's hundred yeah, yeah. percent influenced by hip hop. But this is a whole generation that was raised yeah, yeah. off that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I mean it's deeper than that. So like again going forward though because i know there was a talk on tyler the creator that uh you wanted to get into and i just wanted the direction it could take because again i didn't watch the grammy so if he did something super controversial that's one thing but he did something outstanding first things first we want to give a shout out and a congratulations to tyler the creator for winning his grammy because this person tweeted out in 2010 or 2011 i forgot the exact year that he wants a grammy like that was his biggest goal in the music industry and while we have been complete advocates of the fact that that shouldn't be your highest goal because it should just be the art etc we understand that's still the biggest current trophy in hip in music period so people want that shit so obviously congratulations to tyler the creator and we are happy for him and everything before the grammys awards were going on there was a moment where they were interviewing all of the people that were um that were nominated, right? Just how do you feel about being nominated for the Grammy? You get all the textbook answers, et cetera, et cetera. And then Tyler, the creator said something that was a little bit controversial, but I felt him 100% and all of hip hop felt him. All of music should have felt him, like really if you've been paying attention. And it's that he said he could split his body in half right now about what he feels about this Grammy nomination. And I'm fucking it up a little bit. You can look for the clip afterwards. But he said half of him feels like so overjoyed and ecstatic and excited to be nominated for this Grammy because that's all he's ever wanted, like et cetera, et cetera, cool. But then he said something like the other half of him believes that it does kind of suck that the only nomination he got was in the rap album category when Igor was one of the best albums that came out last year, for sure. No one, including the person who created it, the person who created it, thinks it was a rap album. No one. And so he said something along the lines of it sucks, though, that it has to be in the rap category because when people that look like him do anything genre bending, it's always been put in urban categories when at the end of the day, it's pop music. So he said that he also is tired of the word urban at this point. And Tyler Creators shares a sentiment that I do feel myself. And as we're going to let you speak on this in a second, so I know you obviously have thoughts. But yeah. like I've been saying this since since 10 plus years ago and people have looked at me crazy, but it's like words like urban or like when people will dance around saying their actual feelings when it comes to certain categories. Tyler Crater said 
urban is basically the politically correct way to say nigger. And like really that's what it is like these people are like you're in the black categories like you're always in the black categories like the black people are in the black categories yeah. like there's so many artists that we've had legends that should have won album of the year or um some of the pop categories right like superstars like super duper stars that we all know their names of but didn't stand a chance because of the fact that you got to be in the black categories so he said it's such a torn feeling he feels winning that grammy because yeah. of that and i know I feel like it just goes back to, and I feel like, again, I don't know Tyler, but just saying the way he carries himself, his interests, all these things, he's been a somewhat similar person to us in the sense that, at least myself personally, I hate being put into a fucking box. Like, you could look at me and say, like, you're this, you're that, you're this, like, uh, and I'm just like, okay, I that's cool that you think that, but I don't give a fuck, and even if that's what I look like now, or that's what I'm doing now, that's not who I am because my being is just somebody who's passionate, loves to do things, blah, 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 whatever he wants to do. And he's going to do it in whatever vein. If that means I want to play the goddamn flute or if I want to be a skier or if I want to like dive into this ocean or if I want to fucking beatbox, you know, like it doesn't matter because I'm going to do me and I don't want to be put into a box. And so being wanting to win something and then immediately having to win it in a way that you're essentially being like put in a box like, and put in a box. I know it can sting, but again, uh, this is the sentiment i've carried for all people that want to be those who shatter like these images of what they should and shouldn't be at the end of the day if you keep carrying yourself a certain way and keep calling the bullshit when it's happening or keep like letting people know don't don't do this because you're going to be disappointed when i prove you wrong just keep doing you because you're trailblazers you know like you were made you were made for this because the world inherently likes to do this because people like uh the familiar they like being able to say they know something they like being able to just be comfortable and all these things and that comes with labeling people but fuck being comfortable like i'm here for a good time not a long time so i'm going to do what i want (laughs) exactly yes sir and so like just to top that off it's like congratulations tyler creator thank you so much for speaking up because at the end of the day I don't, I, I'm starting to be someone that I've, I've been really pessimistic my whole life. I will say that. Like, my brother's always been the optimist. I've always been the pessimist. The way I like to describe us, which if you listen to the podcast, you've probably heard it before, is kind of like a Tony Stark versus Bruce Wayne. Like, one wants to save everybody, but doesn't believe it's possible because they don't want to save themselves. And the other person just is just going to go out and do it, just going to go out and save everybody. Like at the end of the day, they both want the same thing, but one has a more darker view of it. And the other person just always views it in the light like because that's all they can Mm -hmm. at the situation. But it's the same archetype of a human being when it comes to humanity. And so I'm starting to be more optimistic nowadays. And that comes from personal growth, one, of course. But two, I truly believe most of the black people that have been to the Grammys, that are at the Grammys, you know, most of the people there probably share in that sentiment that Tyler, the creator felt, but it takes that one, that catalyst, that courageous person to go speak about the bullshit, to go talk about this shit. And that's why a lot of people in my life that I've grown near and dear to have been those people, right? And whether it be like, yes, I don't think we need white saviors, right? I don't think we need like certain people. Like, I think all of this shit needs to be fucking common sense, of course. And I don't believe I owe you anything or an explanation when it comes to common sense, right? But that's common to me. So it's like, if you are somebody that looks like you really 
aren't bigoted, like it's just like you want to learn, like you really have no clue type of situation, Mm -hmm. then I would be happy to teach you. But that also being said, like shouts out to everybody once again that goes out of their way to be that Tyler the Creator in their daily lives. Like my ex was a great example of that, like great, great example. And I use her in this moment just because of the fact that I've seen it. I've seen it like I've seen her be in a room full of her fucking friends or like full of family and it won't even be that race like it won't even be like something like where you're like whoa like I need to call this out right it's just something you're kind of used to white people saying because they don't understand and she will immediately just disrupt the peace of the whole room to make sure you know that wasn't okay and it's uncomfortable it's fucking uncomfortable but those moments are so necessary like Actually, we just got a perfect example of that, which I'm going to share before we move on to Kobe Bryant. But it's um, remember when we were sitting doing a production meeting with um, Wright and and Evan. Oh, (laughs) and they were talking about like the Native American. It was like a podcast based on games. Like, how did those even come out? Games like games that are just like, what? Why? And one was a game that was very graphic, explicitive towards Native American people. And we won't go into the details there because it was a really gruesome game. And they really, they got a Native American to come on there and speak about the game, right? Mm -hmm. And the first thing he did after the fun conversation and intro, blah, blah, is being like, look, this is not okay. This is not okay. The fact that y'all even felt comfortable enough to ask me to come talk about this shit is fucked up because you see what this game displays. You see what this game shows these people doing to my people right Mm -hmm. and it's just not okay that we even bring this up like it's not okay that we're even talking about this right now this is just fucked like just a fucked action and it made it so uncomfortable in that room but i promise you i promise you those two people and maybe their millions of listeners or hundreds of thousands however many fucking listeners they have all learned something that day and that's all that we're trying to do sometimes it it has to get uncomfortable for you no 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 not sometimes every time you grow or move on as a human being, it finds its root in uncomfort. Yeah, no, like it's all, it all comes from just refusing to be complacent, refusing to stay at the place that you are. Because a lot of times the place you are is filled with ignorance as well as just mediocrity if you're at least someone who dreads your everyday life. So it's like, what part of that is not it? It's not, and when you look at it, it's not always just like your success or like your body and things like that. A lot of the time it's how you interact socially with the people around you and the the company you keep and how the the mindset of these conversations are. And it's just taking challenging those on a day-to-day basis because you can love, and again, there's no love lost for, if anybody I call a friend, there's no love lost for. But if I hear bullshit, I'm going to call it out because like, if I'm going to be in a space with you, I'm going to let you know how to interact with me in that space and what uh, set of values and standards I hold myself up to. Because I feel like man's not measured by the amount of clout he has and shit like that. Impossible. Man's measured by his values and beliefs and how willing he is to stick to them at all times of his life. In whether you're around nobody or you're around everybody, are you going to stay true to who you are and yeah. what you want to get out of it? Because so, clout, money, hoes clothes cars like all that shit that we try to make the metric of cool none of that shit comes with you wherever the fuck you believe is the afterlife you know what i'm saying and none of that shit stays here and people remember yo that was chuka's car you know that was chuka's money that this person is now spending on a purse or like a house bro you're gonna die at some point you know what i'm saying and that black lambo is still gonna be there you know what i'm saying sadly but it's still gonna be there (laughs) so it's really what legacy you leave and legacy i choose to leave is one full of 
inspiration, one full of discipline, one full of reality. Because mm-hmm. we're not going to ever lie to people about how much this shit does suck sometimes and yeah. growth. And so using that as a segue, we're going to move on to how we feel about... Uh, I'm going to say before we get into that, because after we start this Kobe talk, I don't want to talk about anything else. And I already know that for myself personally. Same. As soon as we get on this, I'm not going to talk about anything else. So I'm going to mention one more thing. In the fighting realm, there's another fight coming up. And you know who it is? It's your favorite person, Chico. Some more YouTubers getting back at it. Anyway, so moving on <laughs> moving on to Bro, the look. more important thing that we had. Wow. Obviously. Wow. But, dude, they're doing, they're doing it again already. Already. Bro. A Jake Paul versus a, uh, I don't even know who this other guy is. Because to be honest, I don't, I don't know them. And I'm not going to follow them like that. But they're stepping back into it already. I need to see it. I need to see it. Because every day I'm just like, I don't care. I'm, it's cool seeing like people step up and like do that. Again, I've already vocalized this on other podcasts. No matter how much I disliked you or not, or like thought you were like not a good person. It's cool seeing people step out of that, but. To what veil, bro? Because I'm seeing people really step out of their, their zones and really say they're not going to be labeled and keep going at things that I thought they weren't cut for. So I'm just going to keep seeing this play out with my eyes because, to be honest, at some point, I would love for, uh, when this podcast takes us to a certain place or does certain things to be able to step into that myself and really challenge some of these people and just see if they really are about the stuff that they talk about. So I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tuned in on that one. I'm super not tuned in. I couldn't be. Oh, I already know you are. But you, to be honest, you didn't watch the other ones that you you saw like highlights. But that's all I really have to say on that. Again, if anybody is into any of that, go ahead and tune into it coming up soon. And I would love to see your thoughts and whatnot on this whole like past like those two specifically YouTubers and other entertainers stepping into realms that aren't them and like how they do and like your thought process, how seriously and things they take it as well. But moving forward, let's get into the man of the hour. The man of this podcast, Kobe Bryant. And I want to start off by, uh, before we um, get into our personal views about him, as well as the league and things like that, I want to go out and just, again, give the news. I feel like you don't even need to give the news, but those who are listening that don't know, uh, there was a tragic helicopter accident on Sunday afternoon where Kobe, his daughter, and another family, which we'll get into them as well later. Actually, let's just let's just start it off like this, so we can pay all of our respects at once in the right way. Okay. So I will say um, there was a plane accident. Kobe, his daughter, and four members of the Altobelli family. I hope that we are not mispronouncing that because it does all respect go out to them. And the pilot were on the way, just a normal helicopter ride because just mm-hmm. viewing from Stephen A. Smith, Kobe's been on that helicopter thousands of times. Like that used to be how he got to Staples every single day to work out, etc. It just happened to be bad fog one day and it just happened to be life, man. The universe, like God, whatever he was trying to do. And the plane, the um, helicopter crash, and all nine people, I believe now that they've confirmed, died on the plane. So we're gonna give an RIP. We're gonna the helicopter. Sorry, we're gonna give an RIP to Gigi, RIP to Kobe, RIP to every member of the Altobelli family that was on there. I believe it was the mom, the dad, and two of the daughters, and to the pilot. And there was one other member on the plane as well. We don't want to disrespect you in the slightest bit. This is a big RIP. All of our condolences go out to the family and everybody affected by this tragedy. And so just moving on a little bit, we're going to talk about 
just our journey with this person. I'm gonna let Ezgo get into this the evil villain part about Kobe Man. and like this kind of stuff after I just give like a quick synopsis about my feelings. And the only reason I decide to make this quick today, a there's a lot more I want to talk about with this Kobe stuff. But b it's like. There's no time I have on this planet where I can fully tell you guys what this human being meant to me, like genuinely. And so I don't want to do it a disservice by saying I'm about to encapsulate everything right now with my words. So excuse me, but I'm just going to start it by saying, one, I remember like me and my father never had the closest relationship in adulthood right and if in in later in life we're cool that's the homie you know what i'm saying but it's it, it hasn't it hasn't always been the best and i'm just being vulnerable and real with y'all right now but one of my earliest and most fond memories is like sitting on the couch or sitting on this nigga lab as like a young ass kid and watching the nba with him and one of the first players that just caught my eyes during i believe his rookie season like really that many years ago as a young ass fucking child was Kobe Bryant. And that's because you can look into, and this is only going to make sense to black people, probably mostly people that have been in the hood, <laughs> but this is just something I've genuinely felt my whole life. You can look into people's eyes and see a killer. Like really, you could see a killer when you look into people's eyes and seeing that young ass kid just look like he could really just light anything up. But it was a killer just off of his obsession and his passion. That was the first example I've ever seen like that, right? And just seeing him come onto the court and do what he does, not take any disrespect from anybody, but also just preach his morals. Like he was like 19, 20 years old, talking to the new young comers like in the NBA, like I believe a LeBron at that time, like a, no, he may have been early 20s. It was young though, like talking to these young kids, talking about, dude, the cars and the money and all of that stuff is not that cool like we're talking and all of the women and the clubs like you're here to play basketball you know you need to put real dedication into your craft and just find you one good just because this is how he felt uh -huh. like find you one good woman which was his wife that he married at right out of high school you know what i'm saying this deal were high school sweethearts find you one good woman create a family and just go for your passions like he's been preaching that since the beginning of his career and yeah that's somebody that's made a lot of mistakes like everybody else that was human but he quickly whenever he made a mistake he was one person that made sure that he could learn from those mistakes as well mm -hmm. and one of the greatest examples i saw today was kobe apparently got flamed up by using the f word on a ref at some point earlier just saying like that homosexual slur right mm -hmm. like everybody was using back then before the world became you know a little bit more progressive and people started to learn their mistakes but apparently as soon as that happened he instantly started working with a foundation right an lgbt foundation he instantly started being as Impromptu, like involved with that community as he can, so that he could truly learn. Mm -hmm. Like he was one of those people that if he made a mistake, that is a human being. But he would realize that, and he would learn yeah. to the best of his abilities, so that he can just quell that mistake, you know, burn out that fire, and move forward as a person. Because I think he was the type of person that that mistake probably hurt him more than everybody else it hurt because he didn't realize how bad or what he was doing because we were all human beings yeah so he just genuinely wanted to change you could mm -hmm. see that obsession and that dedication even when it came to causes like that yeah in that human being so just fast forwarding that story a little bit then we get to 
Um, then we get to middle school when I saw the 81 point game and really in sixth grade when I first came to Peachtree City went to JC Booth Middle School I have to give a shout out to Jayesh Patel on this podcast because that is my brother and I will always love this man like because of the bond that we first formed and it's funny because of fucking Kobe Bryant we were the kids in the classroom talking about how y'all don't see what we see when it comes to this human being because it was like us two and maybe one or two other people everybody else was all jordan or lebron by that moment and it was just a war you know in middle school like the lil wayne versus ti wars and shit like that but we were just 10 toes down for this motherfucker and i don't know if it was just like what he did on the court as a killer of course that was inspirational you couldn't do anything but be motivated about that shit but really just like that discipline And that obsession when it came to passion was all I really ever wanted as a human being. So we fast forward even further through lots of trials, through tribulation, through hundreds and hundreds of failures that came from a person that is true to offer, right? And then just through all of these interviews and just like seeing how he moved, you start to see the transformation because you could see the transformation from like the eight to the 24 when it came to Kobe, Mm -hmm. but just even like when it came to the mentality of the grown man, like growing up and becoming really a boss, like becoming really a good person. And really like even when he played at the Rucker in 04 or when he came to like talk about his daughters or when he goes to WNBA, like not Federer, but it was, um, it was, um, another one of the, top players it was there's Nadal Federer and there was one more it was Jog- the other one yes like yes but that was one he was even talking about how he'd be in the room with Kobe and just feel like a student and it's because of the fact that this motherfucker found the key to life and the key to life to me genuinely is like we all make life so complicated because we have all this technology we have all this social media we have all this money all of these cool things but at the end of the day we are animals you know what i'm saying we are animals at our core we just so happen to be blessed to be the most complex and intellectual animals on this planet so we are king right but still what do animals do animals go out and they do whatever they were designed to do as hard as they can Till they go. Mm-hmm. And life is about living as passionately and as obsessed. That is one thing you can never forget. Obsessed with that passion that till you are gone. Because that obsession will inspire others and it will only keep progressing the man as a person. Because these are people like a Kobe, like a David Goggins. Like I can go on because unfortunately, three out of six people on the list of people that I've ever wanted to meet yeah. in my life, the longest standing being Kobe Bryant, have passed. So it sucks. It does suck. But that is showing that the prob- the possibilities of hu- the human people is so endless if you realize what your mm-hmm. mind can do and what your passion can do. And that's why sometimes a player like a Kobe might be called a douche, might be called a this, because when you're in something's passion, when you're passionate about something, really passionate, I've started to feel this lately myself about a lot of people because I've found that passion mm-hmm. in life and found that fire. It's when you see the potential in other fucking people and, you don't and they don't see it, it in themselves, like- that hurts sometimes. That hurts because you know how great they can be. And it hurts because they almost want to snap on them like, bitch, you're fucking great. Quit acting like, like you're a outstanding. Goof. Like sometimes when I like tear into people, it's just because, and I don't ever do it mean, or when I say these things, it's just because I know how great you are. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? I wish you did because I know how great I am and that's why I work mm-hmm. as hard as I do now. I'm happy I've had that switch. It's gone on for a few months now, so it wasn't even just due to this Kobe Bryant thing. Mm-hmm. But the Kobe Bryant thing, but I'm going to say my final words before I turn it over to Ezgo so he can talk about how it's affected him. But that thing has only put the battery that I already thought was full. I, you could ask Ezgo about the ways that we've been talking these last few months since I've had this moment of clarity and switch. I've never felt like this before. But... Now that battery, it feels like my spirit cannot falter. Like my battery is as full as can be. I'm going to have some nights where I'm sad. I'm going to have some nights where I'm down and tired. But the self-discipline to be able to get up and still go to the gym or be able to open that textbook and study or be able to fucking go to my brother's house after 12 hour day, you know what I'm saying? Hop onto the fucking road, drive up so we could record this podcast because I'm passionate about this shit. That is what life's about. Yeah. And so RIP to Kobe Bryant. I love you with all of my heart. I will always love you with all of my heart. Definitely going to do something to commemorate you somewhere on my body because pain needs to go into this to show the passion that I had for this person. At least for me. At least for me. I know not everybody else. But that being said, Ezgo, go ahead. So I feel like, again, I'll, I'll kick it back to uh, the youth, the youthful me, you know. The villain. Uh, a young boy... I remember when I really first started getting into basketball, and I can attest that to certain years, but when I first, I remember even found the sport, really, because I was always playing it, like, when I was young, but really playing, like, in Louisiana and shit, like, with a soccer ball on, like, our neighbor's oh, goal. We when so you know busted, bro. And, and playing, it means just going out there, having fun, and be, falling in love with the sport, and when you really are diving into something super hard, you look at it, and then you immediately recognize the people who are leading the way in it. And so watching like a Kobe Bryant, just how excellent he was at the sport and wanting to emulate it, even though, keep in mind, a lot of my favorite players at the time, like Dwayne Wade or Paul Pierce, you're watching them and it's like, you only want to see them win. You never want to see your favorites lose, you know. But at the same time, I had to watch Dwayne Wade painfully for his career, knowing that he'd always be the second best guard at the time that he was playing because he was unfortunate enough to play with the likes of a Kobe Bryant, if you look at it in one way. Or looking at a Paul Pearson, it's like, I know he got the chip, but this nigga got it with a Ray Allen and a Kevin Garnett once because he had to play against the likes of a Kobe Bryant, let alone LeBron, you know what I'm saying? Someone that refused to like, lose. And, it, and it's like watching those, watching that finals and just saying that, because we stayed up for these. I had, knowing damn well it's a school night, like, and I'm young, it's on a school night me and parents, in the room. parents didn't make a lot of exceptions for staying up for things but i remember this was just one my dad was like no no they could they gotta be able to witness this because it was just history and just seeing that and like being damn near in tears because like fuck this nigga kobe bro double team triple team i'm sick of him how is he making these and just being distraught because it's like i've never seen excellence like this in anything i've never seen it it just didn't it was unfathomable because you were just almost praying on somebody's downfall because you knew there was nothing that was going to stop them so you're trying to figure out like <laughs> What, what voodoo you can send out to make them falter because it was just that hard to watch someone be that fucking good all the time. Remember the I arguments? thought I was watching a, a fucking cheat code. I didn't think this was genuinely real. Remember the, the arguments and shit. where I would be like Kobe, yeah. you'd be like Paul Pierce. And it's like, bro, Paul Pierce would give you a fucking bucket, you know what I'm saying? But he's not going to give you a Kobe bucket. That's different. And it's just like seeing that and transitioning because again somebody who played an ungodly amount of... And this is one of my biggest regrets I feel like was not taking basketball and like... Fi- making it my the forefront of my sports and i know where that die like stemmed from and me not wanting to like fail and like being afraid of failure which i'll die come back to later because that was by far my best sport and the thing i played the most but i never tried as hard for it 
like to actually pursue it but that aside it was like still played an ungodly amount of hours with it with friends in like different rec leagues and shit but and always trying to emulate certain players but the one that was always there that i'd never admit on the low watching videos and studying how this man played was fucking kobe because it's like you had to if you wanted to be the best why not emulate the best like and that was just what it was you couldn't de- you couldn't deny that even if you didn't like him like I, I just detailed how i couldn't stand this man and i was watching hours of him play because i knew what it took and I, that was this man was the pinnacle and it's just like progressing from that into just it's just sucking up the fact that I can't hate on this man any longer. I remember it was his, he announced his retirement and announcing the retirement. I remember I was looking back at some old tweets with me and Kobe. Somebody said, uh, tell a sad story in four words. And I said, Kobe brought, no, Kobe announcing his retirement. That was the saddest story I could think of in four words because to a basketball fan, yeah, that was, it's like seeing him retire, seeing LeBron retire. Those are some things you never want to see happen with your own eyes, but you know, they're going to, but you just stave off the day, you know? And, just going forward, I remember watching his final game oh my with my roommate. And shouts out to Brendan Murphy because this man, this man, first off, that man had an ugly ass shot. But that shit was wet from the three. <laughs> <laughs> ugly ass shot. Ugly ass boy. I remember we were posted up in our dorm freshman year and hella friends coming by. Yo, we're trying to do something. Y'all trying to come out, blah, blah, blah. Come play games. Come do this. Come do that. And this, that, and the fucking third. And we're like, nah, this is special. Tonight's the night. This is Kobe's final game. I'm not missing this for the world. Golden State playing in a game to potentially break the single uh, season uh, record for amount of games won. We completely disregarded it, watching it here and there on commercials because we had to see Kobe Bryant in his final game against the Utah Jazz led by Gordon Hayward. Like, like I don't, I, with the mustiest teammates ever. Mustiest fucking teammates. And no one cared because it was Kobe. Like, I, that was a moment we had to witness, seeing this man just rack up the points, just rack it up, and it's like, you know he's going to show out. Even in his old ass, you know he was going to show out because he's Kobe Bryant. And seeing him turn on the the Black Mamba and Bro, really clutch this shit, back. come back and fucking and win. Come back and just carry it and win this fucking game with the game winners, you know what I'm saying? Like, that this was... That final play going, was a pass. Going fucking nuts, just... Ah! <laughs> I feel like I was snoop on like the little highlights of like I was beating on my chest in my room, like yelling, going fucking my chest, screaming. People popping into our door, fucking checking on us, making sure we're okay. It's like yes, dog. Like this is a moment, and just fast forwarding because I remember um, a lot of friends, and I've come back and talked to them about it because a lot of people don't know what's going on unless you really tell them because like people are afraid to touch on certain things because they don't want to make it worse but really dialogue helps bring people out of certain places but again i'm not gonna fault anybody for that because people just don't want to make it worse by diving into it but i was at one of the lowest points of my life uh for about a one to two year span after my year uh from from my year off somewhat to like uh after my year off for a little while and i was just feeling down and dejected like i lost my path in life i didn't have passion i didn't have drive i was a shell of myself i was isolating i was diving into my vices i was addicted i was a, a just a piss poor human being who was a fucking loser to be honest and i have to give as go a shout out and come in here and i'm sorry to cut you off because you didn't cut me off but i have to super super give this man props like super give this man props because I'm proud of Ezgo every single day, which y'all don't understand, like, the, I guess, family ties or, like, closeness with your brother tied a bond. And he's probably seen the same with me for many a years when I was low. But it's like, what I saw during that time was not my brother. 
And it's because I looked up to Ezgo already at that time in so many different categories because, yeah, I was always the cool one or like the popular one, the this, this, that, right? And people always looked at me a certain type of way. But really, I just maneuvered around what I had. Ezgo had everything else I wanted from a social standpoint. Like this man was always the happiest and willing to talk to whoever, right? Like always willing to put himself out there. Like always willing to, like there's a group of girls in like a corner. Ezgo's the first person to fucking go talk to them and check on them just to see how they're doing. It wouldn't even be on some player shit like a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. Like he was really just that light in the room. And just watching the period when that light was dimmed and just seeing the way that this human being has clawed out of that and regained that light because he's quickly become that person again. I just want to once again go ahead and say how proud I am. Of you. I appreciate like, for that for real. For real. Thank you. For sure. And it's and I remember when I decided to make that switch, it was during the point where I was taking a semester from home, even though I was still still in class and taking full uh, full time like coursework, commuting to fucking work, land to school for every day for five out of seven days a week for at least a two to three hour drive every time. And I remember I was doing that, but what made me even able to do that as well as re-inspire me to re-grab like my life by the fucking like hand and just be like, you're mine, was Kobe Bryant. Because I started to ask myself, what's keeping me? Like, I'm, and I remember, I don't even know how I got to the point, but I started watching a YouTube video. I was like, oh, it's Kobe. Right? I think I was watching some highlights or some shit. But I was like, wait, Kobe's different. What about this mama mentality is like there for Kobe. And I started to dissect it. I started to really look at it. I really started to dive in hard. And I was like, nah, this is some shit that like people don't understand. Like it's it's great to view from a viewing, like a, uh, a spectator's perspective for sports, but this is life-changing. 100%, if you apply this to just everyday life and just how you, how you carry yourself, this is life-changing because you will be able to accomplish anything and your wildest dreams. And so because of that, I started to exercise again. I started to work hard again. I decided to change my majors, pursue something I was passionate about and not just pursue it. I told myself I'm getting the best grades. I'm going to shoot for career goals, aspirations that I would have laughed at before because I didn't believe in myself for, but I told myself, why not if I can work hard enough? Because there was a dude who had an average NBA build, was skinny and was not going to be the greatest, but told himself he was going to be because he wanted it. So why the fuck can't I? And I just sturdied up and took a mamba mentality and grabbed life by the fucking balls and did it. And like, that was the inspiration. Like, obviously there's other people that have uh, helped, you know, add to that and things, but at the core base of it all, the person that helped me bring my mental to where it is now was Kobe Bryant. And so seeing the strides I've made in myself, I'm so happy. I can even say that I, I was inspired and touched by an individual like that to have him affect me. Like it has to be the man that I am today. And just moving on from that just a little bit, but exactly like where you were going, it's like <clears throat> that mentality, what Kobe tried to push on other human beings is that, he was unrelenting. He, it's that he's not the only one. It's every person he interacted with and saw every single day. That is one thing I think people don't understand. He truly believes that we all have the ability to do that for ourselves and whatever we decide to do. Mm -hmm. It's just, do you believe that? Because really, like, 
there are so many examples and people call them corny, whatever you want to call them. But it's like, how about the people that get to the highest ranking in video games, like using League of Legends, for an example, the highest rank is Challenger. There are kids that have gotten to Challenger with one arm. There's somebody that got to Challenger with literally playing with chopsticks out of his mouth because he has no arms and he's like hitting his head on the keyboard. But he just loved the game so much, so fucking much that he decided to be disciplined, put his time in and do the work. It just involves us as human beings not making excuses excuses anymore and that's all because it was. waking up i've been working out every single fucking day every single fucking day and i'm not gonna stop that's just what a part of me unless i'm sick to the point that i can't move because i've even been sick in the fucking gym you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. just going and that's because one thing i remember specifically was a story that a player told about just being on the same team as kobe he said they tried to get kobe out to the club one night and he said all right look i'm gonna come to the club with y'all tonight but i just want you to know when i come knock at y'all's door early at the crack of fucking dawn like really at like 4 or 5 a.m when i come knock at y'all's door i don't want anybody to complain because we chose this and that's a mentality and then he said nah there's no way this motherfucker is really gonna wake up that early after a night at the club mm -hmm. and guess who was right at his door at 4 fucking a.m kobe bryant and it's we make decisions every single fucking day Good or bad. Like me, so many people talk about all this health shit I'm on, blah, 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 blah. Bro, if I want to be vulnerable again, I've had medical issues for the last like two years now, right? Off and on, mm -hmm. weird medical issues. And one of them that just came back is my cholesterol is a little high. It's not dangerously high, but everything else checked out. One, I couldn't begin to explain to you guys how happy I am to hear that everything checked out for the first time in this long. Like, really, like everything looked good. My fucking liver, like all the stuff mm -hmm. we've talked about. But two, it made me think, yeah, like all of these people talk all of this health shit about me and how I am now. But do they realize I'm still a human being? Like, I still go out and work out every day and I try to earn this, but I don't eat the best. I don't eat the best. And it shows because one thing you can't lie to yourself is you. You can't lie to you. So if you know that eating that pizza seven days a week, right, isn't going to give you the body you want. But it feels good. It tastes delicious, blah, blah. You it's can, not self-serving. It's man. not self-serving. If you know that you wanted to drink till 2 or 3 a.m., but you have a soccer game the next day, then guess what you need to do? It you better sucks. show up. You better fucking show up, and you better not disappoint your team. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you made that decision. That's why sometimes I'll post some shit like, uh, hungover still at the gym, or like, up. Uh, got up at 9 a.m. even though I was out till four or five drinking, right? Mm -hmm. It's because of the fact that if you hold yourself accountable and you stay disciplined to everything that you have as a checklist for those days, you will reach your goals. And so mm -hmm. I could have been throwing up at the fucking gym, but I chose to drink. Bro, this man... So I have to do what I wanted to do. I'm still going to get those few miles in and play some basketball and lift weights and do my core and stretch because that's a part of my daily mm -hmm. routine. I remember asking myself, what would the Mamba do when I ruptured my fucking Achilles and I'm sitting here, I was like, Kobe went through this shit. I remember I'm sitting there, I'm just seeing my body that I worked hard for to start turning it back around get injured and start wasting away i'm like what the fuck would the mamba do and i got my lazy ass up and started doing push-ups and sit-ups and all this shit that i could do in my fucking room treating his room like I a fucking prison cell room. like I, like uncle iroh and fucking um avatar like this man Ezigo really did a full transformation in his fucking room with an achilles injury because he didn't feel sorry for himself like we can't continue this culture of everybody on the planet feeling sorry for themselves when at the end of the day we all go through bullshit some of us are born into way worse situations than others yes but 
But through that, if you are willing to work hard and Mm -hmm. if you are willing to stay to the best of your abilities on course, Mm -hmm. then you will create a diamond out of that rough. And I'm going to leave you guys with one more story from me and then I'll let Ezgo go in. But the last story I wanted to share just because we are being vulnerable and I want to be a little personal here. It's like this yesterday I thugged it out. I'm going to be real. I heard the news and so many people close to me in my life hit me up immediately. They knew I was the person to hit up because there's no way this didn't crush me, especially where I put that person and how I view that person. And so I thugged it out yesterday. I'm going to be real. I don't know what I ha- how I got through it, how I got through it, but I had too much to do yesterday, too much on my checklist, whether it be our meeting, whether it be you know going down to Fayetteville to handle some business or just et cetera, et cetera. You know my day. You mm-hmm. were there most of it, but I had too much to fucking do. So I did it all. I shed a couple of tears. I'm not going to act too big to say that. Nick, I bawled. No, 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 no. We're, we're getting to it. I we're fucking getting, cried we're, my eyes we're out. We're getting to it. And so I shed a couple of tears yesterday to um, War Baby by Roddy Rich, which is actually hilarious. Grammy Award winning artist Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich, yes, sir. But while I put a J in the air for Kobe, because he was the number one J master in history. But when it came to... Ha-ha! Ha-ha! But then the next day came. And then I woke up and I felt like my my engine was at zero, like genuinely at fucking zero. I felt like I had no more to give because every, like the past, and this isn't going to seem a lot to super runners and like people that are like really, really doing this in shape. And I get that. Everybody starts somewhere though. I'm on, I'm on y'all's ass. I, I will see y'all motherfuckers soon because I'm working that hard. I promise. But so I don't want y'all to ever get comfortable thinking that Chuka's only here right now. One day we got to have a conversation that I heard about American slang. Something about I'm on that ass. <laughs> No, we say a lot of funny ass shit in this country. But anyways, like within the last week, I probably ran like 25 miles and I played a total of probably like seven hours of basketball and always do core, lift some weights, like stretch every day for at least 30 minutes because that the yoga and stretching and all of that. That's life changing. People don't realize that shit is pivotal. I'm not going to lie to y'all. My stress levels have been so low. My brain function has been the highest it's been in so long. Just stretching and just letting your body have full range of motion Mm -hmm. and letting good blood flow, huge. But anyways, all of that for the past few months i've been trying my best to keep that up but for some reason this past week i went extra hard right Mm -hmm. and i was just gone i was down and i was laying in bed and it's like a spirit came down i laid in bed for like an hour and it's like a spirit came down and said rest at the end of the journey not in the middle and then i thought and then i thought about that that's exactly that's a fucking kobe bryant quote and i just got up Fix my bed like I normally do. Check my planner like I told y'all earlier. Strapped on my shoes. Knew I had a few hours till class for the rest of the day. And I decided, yo, it's time to go get this. I didn't go as hard as I normally do. But on my way... But I did go hard. Like, please don't don't ever get that <laughs> messed up. I did go hard. And I pushed my body to the limit that it could be pushed today. It, I did. Mm-hmm. And I went and I got that handled. And afterwards, I was so happy to be able to say that I even completed it. Yeah. And on the way, though, just going back to the moment of vulnerability, I guess it just finally all fucking hit me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it just finally all fucking hit me on the way to the gym, like as funny as that sounds like i'm driving my little 10 15 minute drive i'm fucking i can't see like it was really one of the more i should have probably pulled over like snot running down my nose like i'm bawling my eyes out like really just 
fucking every bit of emotion is being let out in this time period and you could ask my brother even though within the last couple months just with some of the shit i've been going through i've never seen my eyes work like that but i'm not a crier like that's not something that happens regularly and so i was i I reached a really dark point this is where i'm gonna leave you guys personally i'm gonna let Ezgo get in what he's got to say next too but i was at a really really low point really low point whatever you want to call it the universe spirituality god whatever i'm just gonna call this the devil for me and he just kept putting words into my head that was just like it's you you're the curse you don't look up to many people so everybody you look up to i'm gonna get rid of like this this that like you've lost three in the last two years and i just kept thinking do i need to stop with this shit do i need to just stay to myself do i need to just and then after a few minutes it just like it cracked and i'm happy that i've gotten a lot more solid of mental in dark places as of lately because i was just able to tell myself no instead i turned it all the way around and you know what this means to me kobe bryant being my number one hero of all time nipsey hustle is up there mac miller was up there for me and all of those people passing it's just like especially this kobe moment so we're not going to take away by kobe but i just have to throw in the rips to everybody else as well that has really affected my life it's that moment i decided and a lot of y'all don't watch one piece so i'll explain it a little bit but it's like when Gold Roger died at the beginning of One Piece. It was kind of the spark that ignited the worst generation, mm-hmm. like this new generation of kids that came that is coming to change the world. And so Kobe Bryant passing to me was seeing how it affected people, seeing how this one human being like I thought I'd never seen anything like Michael Jackson or fucking like social media wasn't huge then. So I will say that because Michael Jackson had a, like a sixth of the world watching his funeral. That's big that's big but like even nipsey passing like all of this like the nipsey passing like i'd never seen anything like that in my life never seen anything like that in my life just using that as my adult life no 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 no. when kobe bryant died yesterday the world stopped this world does not stop for anybody anybody but the world stopped when this motherfucker passed 100 and so that is that moment that i think the shift happened in a lot of people i'm happy the shift happened for me previously this just ignited that fire to be even larger where i decided we are the worst generation Mm -hmm. we are the generation that is here to inspire we are the generation that is here to lead and we are the generation that is here to be the best that we can be so that anybody else on this planet under us right since we are the adults at this time Mm -hmm. right we are the cool kids still the young adults everybody else in this generation that's coming up below us and the generation after that and the generation after that it's time for us to make the world that we want to see and with that being said that just means stay obsessed stay driven stay passionate and on top of that stay your fucking self because nobody can do you better than you and so you need to decide what you are passionate about and what you love and get the fuck after it Hmm. and so before because i again i know this might run a little bit longer than uh what we are probably going to do from now on but i would want to go ahead and celebrate life though because at the end of the day i don't want to just like mourn and just like you know talk about the sad effects and things like that i want to this man kobe lived a fucking life in 41 years which is fucking outstanding i want to talk about that in a second but uh dude i remember because my sister uh my older sister chuga's younger sister uh chichi texted us just a group message of us two talking about like hey i know that this is probably hitting y'all pretty hard 
if you need to talk like she was really sick she's like still call me because she lives in new york and just reach out and like i want to talk to y'all and make sure y'all are good and i remember i called i told her i was gonna call her later that day Achuka, as soon as i called her i kid you not i didn't speak for like a minute and a half i just broke down i started crying like and i couldn't stop like just the, the emotion everything it just it was a lot because like again i don't I don't, there's no amount of words that we could put into what this man really meant to us, but it was just the emotion from that. And just like, I know it's not just us two, you know, cause I know like this, exactly. this is and not just us two, like on a passionate level, like this, he, he, a lot of the world, like he said, the world fucking stopped. And I can't think of anybody I've seen while I'm alive. I'm asking myself, is this how niggas felt when princess Diana died or some shit? Cause like, <laughs> this is different, you know? And just moving forward though. I do want to go ahead and celebrate life a little bit because this man through trials and tribulations led a hell of a fucking career. Like nine time all all NBA defensive first team, not defense like defensive teams, defensive first team. Nigga was put the clamps on every and anybody. Nigga talking about Kyrie, you can't guard me. Uh, I'm gonna be doing this to you, this down the third, and then playing against each other, getting fucking blocked, clamped, like whatever the fuck. Kobe just had the prison. defense on. Lock. He got put in prison. Come on now. Kyrie got put an impound down. For, exactly for fucking trying. Five time uh, NBA champion, I think two time a final, uh, two time MVP, no two time Finals MVP or something. One time MVP, just like the 15 time All Star or something. Like the number of fucking accolades, and it's just like Kobe. Be just being who he was and off the and like, court off, off the court and like i'm gonna get to off the court but i'm saying like on the court again like just uh I, and i'm willing to make a bold statement and a hot take if there's a statistic for if you think about the greatest performance that any team has seen with their team involved i promise you kobe is one of those performances on it is the top five performance against any team every single team every single team uh, at some point in his career every single team for sure and like because you saw him do it to everybody. Like, at the same 61 time... 61 at the Garden to break the record and then signed Spike Lee's scorecard afterwards. I think... Saying that was for you. The Raptors got to retire the number 81 because niggas don't ever want to see that number again, yeah. you know? Like, Jalen Rose still having nightmares right now. He still blocks people to this day who tweet at him 81, by the way. I'm blocked. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just something else, man. Like, and just outside the court, just being the leader he was. And again, everybody's like... On his way to an EGOT. Everybody was a fucking uh. You can't accolade. You can't live life in a time where you're switching to a more progressive era and not come away unscathed. Like Kobe had his issues, and we're not gonna like ignore those. But at the same time, he was one of those people again, like we were talking about earlier, that refused to not educate himself and progress into a better person because he was somebody who held himself accountable and decided to do better. He was one of those people that never thought he was the shit. He always thought he could do better and could uh, learn more and could interact with others better. And there was a story about... That's a key right there before we skim over it. He never thought he was the shit. He knew that he could become the shit. And he In every situation. Even when he was, he still didn't think it because he was one of those players that when it was interacting with international players and like these tourneys and shit in a space where it's like, you know, you're just talking to them meeting like uh kind of being around other players from other countries he's talking to them to keep in mind in their languages you know how many hours that take it takes to learn fucking languages like i get the italian shit but at the same time he's talking to players in like spanish he's talking to players like the other day or not the other day but a few weeks ago he was heckling luca but on like a joking way in slovenian because he wanted to pay the proper respects like he was an individual who held himself to a certain standard to be be smart he was like he skipped college but he was one of the smartest people i i've seen in my life for sure and it's just like a man of standard like he was he was the bar you know 
for an individual and they're just seeing that type of excellence just personified bro and niggas made a joke it's like david stern seeing uh fucking kobe pull up in heaven is just like about to slap the shit out of him knowing that he's denied the bro, chris paul shit niggas said that kobe's dropping 60 on will right now <laughs> Well, I can't believe that this man Will thought he really escaped it, and he's catching buckets from Kobe at this moment. He's catching buckets as we speak. That's nuts. That's nuts. And so I wanna, I wanna end it on a light note right there. If we have more to say, we'll come back next week because I just want to let y'all know if we have things to say about Kobe Bryant from here forward, we will always include them on mm-hmm. the docket. And so that being said, live your life, be great, but remember, it is your life. So please, mm-hmm. please. Take it by the reins and live it to the best of your abilities. Attack and conquer and it's Mamba mentality forever. At the same time, like I know if myself and others that were inspired by it, this death does not mean the end of a legend. It means the legend became the legend. It, it means be- it means the creation of legends. Like remember, he was the bar. He went from the hero to a legend and now he's inspiring others to carry forth. And he was the bar, but a lot of us are chasing that bar and God willing, a lot of us are going to pass that fucking bar and it's all because of this human being. And let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do right by the fucking mom, but mama mentality. So yes, I don't even want to say my normal shit, but like so I'm Chuka offer. I'm as a go offer. Mamba out. Mamba out. Yes, How'd you sir. fucking know? Let's go. <laughs>